Hi, Meron. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to finally have time to chat with you. I'm excited to be here. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, yeah, so we're here today to talk about motherhood, career, and um, all around, you know, your new book. So you just published a book um, of, of poems called Cactus Fruit. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to just dive into the book and learn more about you and what inspired you to write it. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and have this <laughs> conversation. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, why don't you start off by just telling us um, a little bit about your background, um, who you are. So my name is Meron Gabramuskel. Um, my I was pretty much born and raised here in Fort Worth, but lived in Florida for a big portion of my life. I am an immigration attorney. I've had my law practice for 10 to 11 years. Um, where I do a lot of asylum cases, um, marriage-based immigration cases, but just uh, different areas. I've worked for um, the USCIS as an asylum officer, as an immigration services officer, and most recently I've been a trial attorney for HUD. But um, I'm here today pretty much to talk about my book, yeah. um, Cactus Fruit, a book of poems. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I just poured my heart into this book. Um, it was just something where I'm very vulnerable and I, I talk about a lot of the emotions and feelings that we go through as women, mothers, wives, yeah. Yeah. um, daughter of immigrants, all that stuff. And then my yeah. children, I have three boys. Um, uh, one is almost six. The other one is almost four and a one-year-old. And wow and happily married yeah yeah that's awesome so um what inspired you to write a book of poems um I mean it from what I've read you've been writing for a really long time um it's been your form of therapy um which I can totally like attest to as well I love to write and it definitely has been my go-to um in my adolescent years as well um but you took that extra step in publishing your internal thoughts and um, the things that were going on um, at different parts of your life, it sounds like, from reading these books or these poems. So what inspired you to actually publish this? And that's a great question. So it's funny <laughs> because as a young girl, I would say teenage years, I did a lot of like journal entries that essentially were pretty much poems, yeah. just kind of explaining my feelings, you know, how we are as teenagers I'm just all over the place but um I, I enjoyed doing that while I was a teenager but through the years I haven't written that much mm -hmm. um most of my writing has been through asylum briefs um and through my legal work but mm -hmm. in January of this year actually just from all the stuff I was going through we as a community were going through yeah. with COVID with um virtual learning for my eldest with having the kids home while I was working. Um, just, I, I had a somewhat newborn, I was breastfeeding and I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. I just need, I needed something that was just for me that talked about the, the things that I was going through inside. So yeah. I told myself, I've always wanted to publish a book. 
my whole life. And I said, I'm just going to self-publish. I'm going to stop waiting. I've written two books in the past before. And then I would get to the end. They were novels, fiction. I would get to the end and I would be like, I hate it. This is, this is not good. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> with poems, I like that it's, it's almost like a short story and then you're done and you can go on to the next one. Mm. So um, I just compiled them. Sometimes I would do it in the morning before I got out of bed, just on my phone, um, different yeah. topics as they came to my mind and then put them all together. And like I said, I set the goal to publish them this year. So I started and finished uh, this year. Yay. Congratulations on that. You did it. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like it, it was like a, like, I mean, it's a book of poems, but in reading this, um, it was very much like that roller coaster of like, we're talking about marriage and then kids and then career and identity. Um, So you covered all of those things. And I'm just curious, like, were those, um, were these written in real time over the years? Was it all during last year or, Um, What did that like process look like for each of these poems? I wrote every single one. None of them started before January of this year. So every single one. And and some of them were in real time. Some of them would be written while I'm frustrated. You know, oh my gosh, let me just take a second to to write down how I'm feeling. Others would be on a laptop. A, A good amount of them were that, you know, that time where you wake up at four in the morning and can't go back to sleep but she has some things on your mind, just tapping on my phone, yeah. um, transferring to my word, you know, document, and then just compiling them all together. But yeah. yeah, there was a lot, a lot of random poems that it was near the end where I had to kind of put them in, in groups together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, um, you kind of like uh, grouped your poems by the life process or the life journey of a cactus right? Um, what was, what was like the, tell me more about like why you chose cactus and why you did it that way. Um, so <laughs> honestly, the name came about near the end, um, mm-hmm. specifically when I wrote, um, one of my poem about cactus fruit. And so my parents came from, Eritra, uh, maybe two months before I was born. And, um, so I'm very much, Eritrean, but I'm also very much American because this is mostly the the life that I know. But um, the cactus fruit came about because whenever the first time that I visited Eritrea um, was when I was 11 years old. And I remember, first of all, I loved balas, which is uh, cactus fruit. (laughs) Um, And I was just eating it like crazy. But we were called balas because Mm -hmm. we come out in the summer. And it was just like, you know what, that is kind of perfect to my identity where you almost feel like you're not Eritrean enough, not American Mm. enough, somewhere in the middle. Um, So that that's where the title comes from. Yeah, I love that. That's actually perfect. Um, I didn't even realize that when I was reading the title. Uh, But yes, so you actually have um, one of your poems where you talk about your identity and um, just kind of like not feeling like you fit in either of those worlds. Um, can I read that right now? Sure. It's actually really good. I'm so used to being the ones reading it. So I would love <gasps> to hear someone else reading it. Do you want to read it? Or- <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. I'll try not to uh, let you down here. <laughs> yeah, so this one's called Boxes. Not American enough, not Eritrean enough. What am I then? 
The boxes do not fit me. I'm stowed outside. Still, I try, climb my way up, slip, let go, fall in, but it does not work. I slither back to my spot, become more accustomed to the discomfort alone. I look up, see others like me. We are all in this room together, together in our aloneness. We are all enough. I just love that. It's you, just you read it better than I would. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Oh, it was it was so good. So like, tell me like, tell me more about like boxes. And um, I think so many of us can just relate to that. Like everything you just said about um, not feeling like you fit anywhere as, um, you know, as immigrants or children of immigrants, where you have two worlds um, that you're living in all the time. Um, a lot of times we feel like we're living in our, you know, we're Eritrean at home and then we're American or try to be outside. And those two cultures conflict a lot of the times because of all the differences. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. I think that I think all of us have gone through, whether we were born here or not. Um, but yeah, tell me more about that and what made you want to write that or what was going on when you wrote that? Um, so with boxes, it was just really, I, I feel like when I'm around um, non-Eritreans, Americans, I, I feel like they see me as, you know, someone else, as the other, your Eritrean. And then when I'm around Eritreans, for example, who might have just recently come from mm -hmm. Eritrea, I feel like they think that I'm not Eritrean enough. So it's kind of this like yeah. walking the fine line. Honestly, in writing a few of these poems, um, there was that fear of like, oh, is someone going to judge me for writing this, for saying mm. this? The fear of offending someone or um, of just being labeled in a certain way, but just mm -hmm. being okay with, you know, if if you judge me, you judge me. It is what it yeah, is. But yeah. being honest with my feelings, because I think a lot of times many of us feel this way. Yeah. Um, and I, I like how it ends, because at the end of the day, we kind of feel like we're all by ourselves. But there's yeah. so many of us yeah. <laughs> where if you jumble us up all together, that's yeah. a group within itself. Yeah. And, and we're enough just as we are. We are unique. Um, we have a unique experience, but, you know, we shouldn't discount that experience. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, um, you know, the older you get, or maybe the longer you've been here, I mean, you were born here, but so maybe the older you get, do you feel like those two worlds start to come together more, like blend more? Or do you still kind of feel like there's a, a big contrast between those two worlds for you? Um, I think it's just it kind of it's a roller coaster. It goes up yeah. and down, but yeah. for the most part, I still feel that way. I still feel like it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you have kids <clears throat> as a mother, um, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, again, I think we all relate to the desire to preserve that culture, right. And to pass it down to our kids. And, you know, we felt removed from, you know, that culture just because we weren't there and maybe the language wasn't as fluent or whatever. But I think like, even for me, like sometimes I look at my kids and I'm like, they're even more removed than I am, you know, but like, do you have that, like maybe fear or like, do you already start to sense that like um, distance, just like raising like that site, that next generation of like Eritrean American kids here and how yeah, they yeah. feel or will feel. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and honestly, we don't, we don't even know what the outcome will be until they're grown and, and yeah. they tell us, <laughs> but yeah. no, I actually, I think there was one uh, poem where I talked about that, where I'm pretty much saying, um, it's pretty short daughter of immigrants, uh, daughter yeah. of immigrants, better yet refugees, parents who speak English without ease, who do not fully embrace the American culture, no matter how long they are here, mm. daughter of immigrants, better yet refugees, they will not return. They will stay, as will I. What will my children be? Mm. And that's kind of the question, whereas if I'm yeah. feeling kind of confused and in the middle, let's see what happens <laughs> with my yes. kids. I'm going to do my best to yeah. make them feel a sense of um, empowerment and who they are. But mm-hmm, we're just, mm-hmm. we're all doing the best we can. We are we all doing the best we can. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I, I love that you brought that up and you do talk a lot about identity and being an immigrant or a child of immigrants. Um, and just like what that has been like for you, even the one where you talk about, I don't remember the name of the poem, but it's, it's, a where someone's asking your name. So mm-hmm. like you would kind of like change it at the beginning. And then like, now you just say what it is. You don't try to give yourself a nickname or anything like that. So it just kind of shows that like progression, that like growth of like owning your identity, identity and who you are. Yeah. And a lot of us deal with that with our names. If it's not something simple, um, like a Helen or, you know, it's just, it becomes a little difficult to do it. So most of my um, upbringing as a child, it was Mary just because Mm -hmm. it was easier. And now it's like, no, it's met on. If you can't say it, do your best. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. That's my name. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. Um and so you talk a lot about motherhood as well, just being a mom and the love and joy you have for your boys. Um yeah, so like as somebody who's a lawyer, owns their own business, busy, um how do you make room and space for, you know, that joy of motherhood that you talk about in your book? And um you know, at the same time reserving space for you as a businesswoman, as a lawyer, and all the aspirations and goals that you have, and as an author now as well? Um, The honest answer is I struggle with it. (laughs) You know, I want to say I have it figured out, and here's the answer, and hand it to you on a silver platter, but um, I struggle with it, trying to keep up with the self-care, who I am, Mm -hmm. um, my identity as a woman, as a person, but also you know, putting together that with the motherhood and spending lots of time with my boys and, and giving them all that I I want to. Um, I think it's a hard balance. Um, It actually, one of my poems goes into that unworthy mother, where sometimes you feel like you are just failing. (laughs) And then if you read it the other way, you sometimes you feel like you're the best mother in the world and you should get a reward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was so like, that was really cleverly written. <laughs> I had to read it a couple times to get it. I was like, Oh, wow, I see what she did there. That was really cool. Um, and it just reminds me of uh, one of your other poems too. Um, which one was it both? Mm-hmm. Where you talk about, you know, feeling two contrasting emotions at the same time. And I feel like that is motherhood in a nutshell, right? And yeah, not feeling like we're good enough. We're not being good mothers. We're not doing enough, giving enough um, to our kids, to our husbands, to our work. 
And at the same time, feeling like we're so blessed and so grateful and it's so rewarding. And, you know, um, yeah, but we feel those emotions all at the same moment. And it's just, I I actually read both a couple of times. I was like, I'm so glad that she included that because it's such a great reminder to us that it's okay to feel those at the same time. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. Is that okay? I'm going to try not yeah, to read all I your poems. You. I'm so used to reading it. I, I love you. I'm going to follow along. And you know, have you performed any of your poems, by the way? I wasn't sure if you perform, like, uh, read poetry in public or anything like that. So one, keep in mind that I started this um, during COVID. And oh, I've been pretty right. COVID conscious. So um, okay. I'm, I'm even a little conscious about like going and doing the book signings, but, um, just for everyone else's safety, for my safety, but, uh, I have performed, I've been doing one or two poems on Facebook live every day. I have have a goal to set, to sell 10,000 copies in 10 days. So um, I'm shooting for that and I'm reading just a few here and there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And is it on your personal Facebook page or your book? Your your personal Okay, is it public so that people can just go and follow it's you or I just make it public. I'm gonna see if I can share it on my my Facebook page because I do have a, a Facebook page just for my author site and a website, metongovernmentschool.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should go live on your your public page so people can at least, you know, find it. Yeah, I like it. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Or just share it. You can share it on there too. Share it in both places. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I'm gonna do Yeah, I love that and I love that goal. Um, okay. I'm going to read both. I am happy, sad, both. I am complaining, grateful, both. I am confident, insecure, both. I am strong, weak, both. I am complicated, simple, both. Like, it's just, I, I loved reading that. I was just like, it is so okay to be both in one moment, you know, because a lot of times we look at being courageous, being brave, um, and have this idea that we can't have an ounce of doubt or an ounce of fear, of fear. And uh, when we do, we kind of dismiss the whole thing and say, Oh, nope, there's fear. Can't do that. Can't be that. Um, there's doubt. I'm not courageous. You know what I mean? But you almost have to have fear to be brave you have or to be courageous right like those elements like a lot of times they do go together but even in motherhood I was thinking like um you know when you have mornings where (laughs) your kids are you know having meltdowns or whatever and it's just like crazy meltdown moment to like praise and joy and singing and laughing like it's almost like within two minutes and you're like I don't know it just happened but (laughs) but it happened (laughs) but it just happened (laughs) but Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was really good. (laughs) Thank you. And I think a a lot of us have been thinking more about mental health and what we're going through with uh, COVID and the pandemic. Sorry. Um, And I think both was because I've always seen it as like, if you're a happy person, then you're just happy all the time. and You're not allowed to be sad. But I, I think it's more of a big picture. As a whole, I'm happy. However, I know my happiness because I know sadness and, and they're coupled together. So the, the juxtapositioning of it is yeah. crucial, yeah. I think. And we, we need to be honest about it. Yeah. 
definitely for sure. Um, and in a world where we live, you know, in a social media heavy world where <clears throat> you can look at someone's feed or, you know, stories or whatever, and you're constantly seeing just one side, one emotion, a lot of times it's hard to see that, you know, the other emotions also exist and can exist, you know? Um, yeah. 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 I was, I mean, okay. a lot of the poems in here going to that point made me feel like super vulnerable and like, I'm so, I feel in my mind, I've decided that I've, I'm seen as like such a strong woman mm. and putting this out there was like, Oh, I hope people don't think that I'm, I'm weak, but yeah. I, I think there is a strength and um, softness and just being honest and vulnerable and, and just being authentic to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and just being honest and vulnerable. I know you talk a lot about marriage and your hubby. <laughs> Go hubby. He sounds like an amazing support system. Um, <laughs> like what, uh, just like marriage in general, right? Like you talk a lot about um, this, the different roller coaster emotions and, and waves of being in marriage. And, um, I love that you share that because you always end it with something positive and on a good note, right? It's just like, Oh wait, okay. She didn't kill him. They're still in love and this is good. Right. <laughs> Cause it gets deep and heavy and like, Oh, okay. Like, I just, I love that you wrote it that way because that's like a clear, like it's a perfect illustration of marriage and what it looks like on a daily basis. Like it's not always um, peaches. It's not always like, hey, we're communicating, we're good. Like it is, you know, it's a roller coaster. It's hard. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. I'm happy you brought that up because that was actually the hardest section for me because of it involving my husband yeah. and, you know, not wanting people to think that I'm like, in an unhappy marriage or anything. Yeah. When I first wrote it, actually, I shared a, a draft with some friends and they were just like, no, come on. So, <laughs> so he's just perfect and everything is lovey-dovey and great. Yeah. And I mean, I have the, the more honest poems in me. I was just almost <laughs> afraid to share them mm. because of the, of the fear of how it might look. And, and almost yeah. every poem in there, if I had an ounce of like, oh, I don't know, is he going to be okay with it? I, I shared it with him. It's like, are you okay with it? And half of them, he was like, what's the big deal? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, that was the scariest, scariest section yeah. I would say for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it and it's amazing. And I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you say marriage has transformed? Um, for you and, you know, for your husband as well, but just for you guys, like how has it maybe shifted or transformed in parenting? So if at all. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. It's, yeah. um, it's beautiful. You have this partner for life. Um, but it, it's difficult. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, through all the stages we've been through every single stage, I we've grown as a couple. Mm -hmm. And even in writing this book, I feel like it's made me talk about certain things or think about certain things. And it's hard, especially when you have small children, because yeah. a big part of, of your life is devoted to taking care of them. So, you know, the, the date yeah. nights and all that kind of yeah. takes a backseat, but trying to be, you know, intentional about it on yeah. top of COVID and everything else. But um, yeah, it's hard, but it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. Yeah. And it, 
and even, right you can say that like five more times it's hard yeah, it's it is hard, hard. <laughs> it's hard but it's beautiful for and sure yeah definitely and I think that um I love that you added that piece because I almost like I think sometimes we forget that the hard part is part of that evolution together right as partners as you know friends and sometimes like when we keep those hard parts away from each other it's hard to grow in the direction that we're supposed to go together you know what I mean um so you know I like that you said you shared these with him because you weren't in your head and trying to go through that emotion yourself or trying to figure it out yourself you included your partner in that um I don't know I don't know if you can speak more to that but just like the just like being more vulnerable with your partner and parenting, right? Like, like sometimes like I'll, like, I'll feel like I have to take on this, right. Or I can't complain about this because this is my role, right. In this season, or this is what I'm expected to do, or this is how I'm expected to show up. And I shouldn't complain about that to my partner because then, you know what I mean? Like I'm not doing my part or whatever, but, um, yeah. Like, do you share those things with your hubby? Um, <laughs> a lot. What is <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe in like overly, maybe he would probably say overly communicating, but I think yeah. it's important to communicate those emotions, but to still take a step back and, you know, try to come to a common ground. But yes, I, I'm, I'm probably not known for like hiding it to him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I just, and we try to work through it together. And I Mm -hmm. I feel, I hope that I talk about it or make it clear in this book that it's a struggle. It's a back and forth, but at the end of the day, the goal is to make our relationship stronger and better. uh, And we're all kind of going through it. So I don't want to present it like everything's perfect and peachy Mm -hmm. when that wouldn't be honest for other couples. Yeah. 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 No, that was awesome. Um, So there was a poem that you wrote on there and it was like parents with young ch- children oh, I can't remember yeah. I, <laughs> I was like we one. have to read that <laughs> I know <laughs> um I, mean, I, I think I memorized it let's not be picky you did? kids make it tricky lock the door and let's have a quickie <laughs> yeah yeah I was like she did she did put that in there I love that <laughs> and it's funny because it's even just writing something about having a quickie was just yeah. like, I am a mother, right? So it's yeah. very obvious that I, you know, we do that, but it was just like, oh my gosh, I hope people don't yeah. judge me and think I'm like a freak or something, yeah. but we're mothers. We have yeah. sex yeah. and that's how the babies that's came. That's how they got here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay to talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think like not even just because we're moms, but the cultural context, right? Of like our upbringing, our families. I, I'm sure. Well, I don't know if if you were thinking about maybe your mom, your dad, your aunt, uncle who might read this, maybe cousins. You know, I don't because we have that that ingrained in us, right? We're built that way, where we're like, what will they think? What would they mm-hmm. say? Are they going to judge me? Like just like you said, but. I think it's even more prevalent in our culture or cultures like us, where we have that type of structure, um, more modest, conservative culture. So I don't know if you've gotten any like remarks. Yeah, it's funny because I actually read that book too. So before I did the Audible, um, my mom and sister were in town and my brother, my family were in town. 
And um, I had my mom and sister listen to some of these poems. And there were a few where my mom was like, <laughs> did, 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 did you read that? Are you you're gonna put that in there? And I'm yeah. like, shoot, if I could sit here and read it in front of my mom, then who cares? Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. There's a few in there where, you know, I was initially a little shy, but then I was like, I got yeah. Free yeah. So. Yeah. And not to put your mom on blast or anything, but I'm curious to know like what like was was her response more like kind of shy reserved or was it like don't do this or was it like I'm just curious (laughs) yeah for any for those of you who know my mom my mom is very open-minded very um yeah she's just open-minded so even for her you know being open-minded she would even be like oh you're gonna include that one and I said yes (laughs) so and she was fine with it so um yeah, most of yeah. The, any most of the time that she had those questions were maybe like the more difficult ones about mm-hmm. marriage. Um, yeah. But again, I I shared all of them with my husband, and yeah, and we're good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you added those met on because <laughs> I think it just like it's it just shows us like other women who look like you, right? Like women who look mm-hmm. like us and come from the same cultural background that it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's okay to have a fight. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to, you know, all of those things. Like that's just a a normal part of marriage. But I think that because we come from a culture that likes to hide all the bad and only kind of shove the good stuff in your face, it's hard to um, talk about those things and to be honest and vulnerable and even get advice about those things when you need it, because you're like, Oh no, everything's good. No, we're peachy yeah. over here. You know? So it's just like, how do you ever get advice? How do you ever grow? How do you ever, you know? Yeah. No, oh, I get it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you shared that. And it's, you know, from a place of like, no, we're good. Like this is just normal, normal stuff. So thanks for yeah. setting that bar. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's another poem on there that I was thinking about where you talk about your fear of um, just being a mother. So the why am I writing this book? Uh, poem. Oh. Yeah. Um, just that first paragraph, I think. <clears throat> I think so many of us could relate to as moms and just that fear of, you know, losing our identity and just being remembered as just moms and not ever giving our kids, you know, like there's, there's that fear of like not ever being more than just moms. Right. Especially when we have those aspirations and goals inside of us to do so much. Um, yeah, I'd love to know like where you were at when you wrote that and, um, why you included that in the book. Yeah. Is that the, why I'm writing this book? Yeah. Yes. Um, so for me, I think that was more of like, summing up the book, why, why am I going through with this process, but just kind of, uh, there was a lot of emotions while I was writing this. Like I said, I was breastfeeding. I had at that point started a new job with the federal government. Um, I still had my business. I had two other boys on top of the newborn marriage, working from home. So it was just a lot. And, and kind of coming to this age where you start to realize like a big, part of my life has been, um, I don't want to say lived, but you know, now we've figured out who we are and who we aren't. And, um, just kind of feeling like 
I I'm writing this to to try to deal with my emotions on my own to to realize mm-hmm. that it's hard to be a mom but just just to become just a mom and there's and I'm not saying mm-hmm. just a mom as if yeah. you know to discount that but right. there's yeah. still this woman inside there's still a person in there and trying to present this person and, and be honest with ourselves and what we want whatever that may be um but a big part of me writing this book was one to kind of meet that goal of I've always wanted to be a published author. Mm-hmm. And if I want something, I'm going to do it and, and have something for my boys to say, oh, well, you know, my mom's an author. I can yeah. write a book if I want to. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. it was a lot of therapeutic thinking that went into, yeah. into yeah. it. So um, so what, what did that like process of like you actually writing your book look like, like getting, cause you said that in the past you've written books, but you didn't publish them. Like what was different this time that actually allowed you to hold that space for yourself and publish it? Yeah. Um, honestly, a big part of it was the support from my husband. And so it would be sometimes on at night, um, just sitting there and compiling all of the poems together, uh, mm-hmm. putting them in groups editing them. I mean, there are poems in there that were completely different (laughs) when they were written very different than what, what, what's seen in there. So a lot of editing, a lot of um, asking friends to edit (laughs) as well, but seeking support, not only from my husband, but from friends and family. Mm -hmm. But um, it was just, like I said, I felt like a book of poems was easier because it's a thought you write it. I mean, I have one poem that's two lines long. It's um, what's that one? It's I will live my life on purpose in case I accidentally cannot live. So, and I'm just bringing up that poem to say, sometimes I think we think that you have to dedicate hours and and years into drafting something, but poems are very short. You could compile them in different ways. Um, So I like drafting the book of poems I do think eventually I'm going to go back into the the fiction and other styles but um yeah yeah. it made it easier to to start and complete yeah yeah so you will write more books and publish I hope so yeah that's that's exciting (laughs) I hope you do like I think you're such a talented writer Madon oh thank you you are yeah um yeah I think that like Right, like just reading that, am I just a mother? Like, just brought up a lot, even for me, just like reading that because there is that, like, because you give so much of yourself as a mom, and then you feel so stretched thin to like all of the other things. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, like, I know I've been in that space where I'm just like, okay, should I just like focus on being a mom? Because it's so much work, and you're so stretched thin with other things that you feel like how can I possibly give any more of myself to anything else? But then there is that drive. There's, there's something inside of you. Like, you know, like when there's that drive, there's that small little whisper sometimes that's just like, nope, there's more. You know what I mean? For you, it was this book and hopefully more books, but like, there's just something there. And I think that a lot of times that little whisper, that little nudging could can easily be quieted when we're not giving ourselves that time, right? To, to do yeah. self-care, to get away from the kids and the chaos just for five minutes a day even. 
Um, but where we're not like giving ourselves that space, we could easily become like, you know, just get in that mode of like, um, just autopilot, right? Like you're just going, going, going. And, and, and even if you're not a mom, I think like just living in a busy society, I think we can easily get caught up in just doing, doing and going, going and never really listening to that, that nudging, that small whisper of like what our aspirations are, what we really truly desire um, and just going after those things. Yeah. It's hard to get that time to, to take a step back yeah. and to kind of like, look at your life and say, is yeah. this what I want to do? Is this how many hours I want to dedicate to this? Yeah. Do I want more hours for this? But yeah. I, I definitely think self-care is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and self-care looks different to different women. So for, yeah. for some, it might be getting your nails and hair done and there's nothing wrong with that. And for mm-hmm. others, it might be writing a book. Yeah. For others, it might be all of them. So it, it, there isn't like one right answer, but I do know that we all need time for ourselves. For sure. In some way, shape or form. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, so just on the topic of motherhood, though, there's a poem on here in here. It's a little longer, but I'm screaming too. Um, so good. It was just such a great illustration of motherhood. Um, I don't, I think we have, do you want to, do you want to read it or read, maybe read a part of it that maybe um, stands out to you the most? Yeah, sure. It that long. It's such a good poem. I was like, we should hear this one too. <laughs> Thank you. Let me find it. Oh, it's on 112. Okay. Okay. So I might stop like halfway, but just to give you an idea, I'm screaming too. Moms, I hear you because I'm screaming too. At the top of my lungs, panting for air, bent over, hands to knees. This is so hard. This journey, so crucial. This ride, so bumpy, but oh, how I love it. Motherhood, the most miserable, the most miserable bliss ever. Miserable because you never know if you're succeeding. And these kids won't listen. Each day begets a new struggle. So I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, just like you. I hear your screams alongside mine. I know and love that pitch. Motherhood, the most blissful misery ever. Blissful because there is no other job I will ever have as important as this. My babies are forever my proof of God's existence. Blissful because I'm granted the privilege of being their mom, of guiding their way serving, caring for, loving, and protecting them. Nothing worth having is easy to obtain. And being their mother is nothing short of a miracle, but still I'm screaming. So I'm going to stop there. There's more, but um, this was just like, man, I love being a mom. I love my (laughs) boys, but sometimes they get on my nerves. (laughs) It was just, it was just the, the honesty of like, yeah, I just, I'm screaming sometimes. Sometimes I'm all smiles, but yeah, just, just we're in this struggle. And I doubt that I'm the only mom that's feeling this way. I think we're all screaming in some shape or form. Yep. Um, but yeah, that poem is about the, the beauty and, and the difficulty that comes. Yeah. In being a mom. Yeah. And I, I totally like, um, <clears throat> love your honesty and, and respect that. Like we're sometimes like we're told that like, because we're moms, because we have kids, we should just be grateful or your kids are healthy. Just 
thank God. Like just, you know what I mean? It's just like, it leaves no room for like that, those moments where you do feel like you want to scream and you are annoyed and you are like all of these things. And Mm -hmm. I love that you, um, you share that, that part of motherhood and that you share that so openly and, and vulnerably because Sometimes we don't have the space to say that. Sometimes we don't have the space to say that we're annoyed with our kids because we're looked at sideways like, oh my gosh, I can't believe a mom would say that or whatever, you know, but it's just like, it's the way just- that I, if you're feeling it in your mind and that's what you're going through for, for someone to say, you shouldn't say it. I just feel like isn't fair because it's not yeah. being honest with, with yeah. your feelings. And yeah. I've, and I, I discussed it in the book. I've, I've went through two miscarriages. Mm-hmm. I've, I've went through the difficulty of having these kids. So yeah. I, I want to be clear. Like I see the blessings, I see the privilege, but it doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to say, you know, there are times where it's, it's difficult. And I, I yeah. try to share that as honestly and authentically as I can, Mm -hmm. but still make it clear that, I mean, they're, they're my all, they're my everything. And, and this, honestly, this whole book is for them. This whole, I, I authored it. I put pictures in there. um, I've dedicated it to them, but I I want them to look back and see that, you know, mommy is a person and she, (laughs) she was honest about lots of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, in reading it, I see someone who's emotionally intelligent, someone who's in tune with their emotions, can communicate their emotions and what they're going through, someone who's vulnerable and honest. And I think that that's something we don't see a lot in our culture. And that's why I appreciate you and, you know, this book and you publishing it, because I read through this and I'm just like, I love that she's giving us like, 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 permission, right. To feel these emotions, to, to, you know, even just like acknowledge some of our own emotions. Like sometimes you don't know that you're feeling something until you see it somewhere, you hear someone say it, and then you kind of align yourself with that and say, okay, so it is okay to feel that. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like you are kind of giving a lot of women permission to do the same thing in this book. I just appreciate you for that. I really do. Thank you. That means a lot to me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want readers to feel or know (laughs) Um, just in reading this book? And um, yeah, like what, if they can get one thing from it, what would you want that to be? Um, My main thing is that I I hope it's relatable. I hope that women can read it and feel like, you know what? I'm not alone. Um, I'm going through the same thing that not only she's going through, but others are going through. So mm-hmm. I hope they can relate. I hope they feel um, safe to, to share those emotions, whether it's through writing or talking to someone, but to just be honest and, and authentic and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that That's makes amazing. you strong. Yeah, definitely. Um, one last question. Do you think that you would ever um, get this translated into like Tigrinya or Amarinya? Or- oh, no. I'm down actually my dad said I'm going to translate every word and so I'm I'm waiting for it but honestly I'm amazing yeah no I would love to have it translated into other languages yes that would be amazing because you said your dad was a poet or a writer as well right yeah Yeah. he's a better poet than me oh I love (laughs) that that's amazing well I hope to see it translated I hope to see it in the hands of 
thousands of women. Um, I really do think it's beautifully written and powerful. Yes, got my copy too. Yay, and it's on um, Amazon. I have an Audible version, um, a Kindle version, and the paperback. It's also available online at Target and Barnes & Noble's. Perfect. And do you, um, what is your, is your fan page practice through on Facebook? It's just my name, Meron. Your name. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, but it's an author page. So you okay. have my normal page, the, my profile, but, um, Perfect. it also has a cover on it. On the okay. Page. I'll add it in the show notes so that people can just l- click the links. Thank okay. you Thank again. You. <laughs> it Thank was so nice talking me. to you. Yes, Thank of you. course. Bye. Meron. Bye. <laughs>